This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. show of the new year. I'm your host, Linda Antwi. You are here at the Melanated Way. Uh, big year. I'm glad 2021 is done. Like, I'm just, I'm glad it's over with. And it's all peace and love for 2022. Hey, Trina. Hey, Crystal. Uh, let's do housekeeping per use, and we'll jump right in. As you guys know, we're making some changes here at the Melanated Way. So make sure that you are subscribed to our YouTube uh, check out our Patreon. Shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Without you, these shows wouldn't happen. Uh, super chat, super stickers are available for YouTube as well. And y'all, I'm on one today. I'm going to be a little bit spicy. I'm going to be a little spicy today because uh, this episode has me just thinking a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. Can we just talk? I want to talk about Soldier Boy so bad right now, but I should just wait. So it's his segment. I'll just wait, but I just want to talk about him. I'll talk about him. Um, hey, better days. All right, let's talk about uh, season five, episode four, Ghost from the Past Before the 90 Days. First and foremost, Mike, who you guys, I just feel so protective of. I, I feel protective because I really do feel like this is his first time thinking that he's in love and he's so gullible and naive and innocent but not really innocent because he's he has the questions right like in the back of his mind he knows something's like not right really but he wants to believe in love because he wants love and I want love for him so I feel very protective of him but you know he says he's invested a year uh of his time in this relationship hey C. Cruz hey girl hey I would like to go further and say he's invested a year of his money into this relationship. So he really wants it to go well. Uh, but he has questions though. Like, is she using him? Is he in it? Is she in it for the right reasons? Um, you know, are they going to be able to communicate properly? All of the things. And, you know, she shows up super late. He doesn't even know if she's going to actually be there at the airport, but you know, he takes himself out of the airport they see each other. She runs up to him. They hug. They kiss. They share I love yous where you guys know how I feel about online romances. Like, how are you in love with someone that you've never, ever met in real life? You know, like, I, 
I get that that's like the universal language, right? I love you. But like, you just don't throw out I love you so willy nilly. Um, and can we talk about her mask? Y'all, we've been in this pandemic for too long for y'all to not know how to wear your mask. And that mask thing under your nose business is really irritating. It's irritating. You're, you're, you're like, I don't need to explain why you cover your nose and mouth when you're wearing your mask. I'm just saying. So anyway, she rips off the mask. They have a big hug, big kiss, which, you know, and they share I love yous, which was very, it made me hopeful for him. Right? Hopeful. Like, that's a great moment. Um, but they're both happy. They start kissing more. Um, and hey, Lydia, welcome, old schooler. Must be a new year. <laughs> uh, Crystal says he needs to take Spanish classes with Corey. Between the two of them, it's hola, Tiamor, and that's it. <laughs> But here's the thing, you guys. I really feel like he knows more Spanish than he's letting on. And same with Corey. There's no way that Corey's been out in Ecuador for eight years and doesn't speak Spanish. I don't believe it. I don't believe it for one minute at all. So anyways, they're both happy. They're kissing. She tells the camera that his kiss was just okay, right? And it did feel a little bit, but you guys have to remember, let's like just rally around Mike because he's he doesn't have experience this is his first girlfriend and like dare I say maybe in even first kiss his first girlfriend was when he was 14 not first girlfriend but like the first girl he liked was when he was 14 so he's never really had a girlfriend so this is probably like his first real like makeout so he's not going to be good so that's probably why and I say her name wrong and I know you guys have corrected me all online Hamina, I thought it was Amina, but apparently it's Hamina. So we'll go with Hamina. If you guys want to correct me in the live chat, feel free. So we're going to say Hamina, but Hamina is like, yeah, it was just okay. But we know that Hamina, you know, with, let me not be an asshole, but Hamina probably has had some kissing in her, her previous background. Um. So not only does she think that he's not a terrible kisser, but she also thinks that he's way shorter than she thought. But she does think that he seems sweet with his little glasses and uh, all of that. Now, he there was a bit of shade. Did you guys notice that? There was a bit of shade in the taxi on their way home to her house. The dad calls and then he like sends it to voicemail. And then apparently he deletes the call. And then she asks, who was that? And he's like, oh, it was my dad. And then she's like, well, why did you delete it? And he's like, oh, I love you. I love you. Now, I don't know. Okay, so Lydia's saying it's Hamena. Hamena. Okay, so it's Hamena. Um, I don't know why he would delete it and be super shady. The only thing I could think of is that he couldn't understand what she was saying. Do you know what I mean? That's why he's like, oh, you said something? Let me just say I love you back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a little bit of shade there, or there's just like a huge language barrier. What you guys are finding is this whole season is a bunch of language barriers. And like, I don't understand how we went from having an amazing translator, Adam, to back to these gadgets that clearly don't work. We saw that with um, Jihoon. And I just think like, y'all just do better. 
just do better. Um, Crystal says it almost came off like Mike said he spoke Spanish and now Hamina is confused. That's how it felt to me. I feel like he speaks Spanish, you guys. I really do. That's that's in the back of my head. So anyways, he deletes it. <clears throat> and then they go out to eat. And his Spanish seemed a little good when they were, like, having their drinks. It seemed like they were going to communicate besides the awkward silence. And there was a lot of awkward silence. And he's just giggling and saying, I love you, I love you. And she's saying, I love you, I love you. And then there's the awkward silence. And I was like, you guys are going to have two weeks of this? Because... Oh no, like the language of love is not going to be enough. You know what I mean? But I also think that part of that is because he's shy and he's quiet and definitely like the language is going to be a, a major factor for them. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Someone should like, why do we have a translator for Ariella and Binyam, but we got to get a translator for the people that actually need translators. Like, why don't we get a translator? So it's not super awkward. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, y'all already got translators for people that we don't need translators for. Binyam can clearly speak, and Ariella can complete, completely understand him. But meanwhile, these two freaking frack are like, I love you. I love you. Like, it's weird. <laughs> oh, Diana, I don't know if I agree with you. I think he's super innocent, and no one compares to Ed, in my opinion, at all, ever. Ed is Ed. He's in his own Ed category. Um, so <clears throat> they get to the house after they go to eat and drink. Uh, he thinks that they're gonna he's meeting her kids and he's nervous about being a stepdad and the whole thing, but turns out her whole entire family is there. Uh Juan David, Harold Steven, which are the kids, the mom, the dad, the stepmom. Um, extended family, cousins, all, the whole nine yards, the whole family's there. He's super overwhelmed. He's super nervous. Pulls out that little translator device. It's not working. He tries to say, nice to meet everyone for the first time. And it translates to, uh, I like to meet the whole world for the first time. And they all laugh. He laughs, but he's nervous because he's on the hot spot. Now, you guys, I don't know if any of you guys have traveled. I'm sure many of you guys have traveled before. When you travel internationally, you don't want... <clears throat> all the frou-frou. You probably want a little bit to eat. You definitely want to shower. You definitely want to relax because there's also like the jet lag, the time change, all the things. You don't want to be put on the hot spot with like people all looking at you and you're feeling all gross and bleh. So I felt for him because I have a feeling that he probably hasn't traveled internationally very often either. So that was a whole lot to be subjected to. Um, <clears throat> so he's trying to talk to the family a little bit and they're trying to talk to him. They see that he, he seems shy. Um, and one of the cousin calls out, you know, that he's shy because he's red like a tomato because his whole face turned red and I don't blame him. He was, he was a little bit nervous and embarrassed. So then we have the dad. Now let me tell you about dad. Amina. Am I saying it right? Mina. Himana. Wait, Lydia. Himana. 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 It's going to take me all season to get it right. Himana. Um, 
So the dad is not sure that Mike is adequate for his daughter. And his name is Jameer. Jameer doesn't think that Mike is adequate for his daughter because he doesn't speak Spanish. The apparatus, the translation apparatus is useless, which I agree it is useless, but at least he tried. At least he tried to get something that would help him with the language. <clears throat> but the dad thinks that there's no future if they can't understand each other. Now, okay, let's just talk about this. Hey, Rodella. Hey, girl. Hey, let's just talk about this a little bit. The dad in five minutes of meeting Mike doesn't think that Mike is adequate for his daughter. However, okay, the dad, Jameer, and his wife live in the house that Mike fully furnished and pays the rent on. So what part is not adequate for you? Because it seems to me like you don't even have your own home. You don't have the, your own roof over your head. And clearly, when your daughter needed it, she wasn't able to go to you for the funds. So what part is inadequate exactly? So he's good enough to get you a fridge, a stove, a, a couch, a coffee maker, a blender, uh, all the things, all the things, okay? He can get you all the things. And the roof that's over, that you stay at that house, but he's not adequate enough for you? Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. Um, <clears throat> he fully pays for that apartment. He fully paid for everything. Even that couch you're sitting on, that chair, that's Mike's. He paid for it. Yeah, exactly. But dad is okay with baby daddy, El, baby daddy number one, El Chapo in the prison. Ridiculous. Your daughter's 24, has two baby daddies. One was from a one night stand and the other one she got purposely pregnant with while he was in prison, who's a drug smuggler. Smuggler is not going to get out anytime soon. You stop messing with us. Jamira, you need to reprioritize what adequate and inadequate is. So Mike is feeling uncomfortable. Uh, but what's cute is that her boys really seem to like him. And yes, they like him because they're they're longing for a father figure. Hey, Alicia. Hey, Alicia. Hey. Um, they're longing for a father figure and a proper father figure, not some one night stand that no one knows where he is and not some drug dealer behind bars who can't be with them on a day to day basis. So they see this guy who clearly like his face just looks kind and they're literally drawn to him. So. Not only are they drawn to him, they seem to like him, but this is what the boys say. The two boys say that they want Mike to be their stepfather. And listen to this, because kids are very perceptive, very, very perceptive. And they really tell it like it is, whether you like her or not. But the oldest says that they really want him to be their stepfather because he's the best boyfriend that he's seen their mom ever have. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine your seven-year-old say that? Like, terrible. Just absolutely terrible. Um, so Mike then has dessert with the family, but he really just wants to chill. He wants to have some alone time, relax, shower, and be with his woman. And so finally the family like says that they're leaving. And Mike's like, you know, I've been waiting a year to be intimate with Amina. And... Uh, 
but baby Harold is not having it. He's like fussing, he's crying, and there's all this built up anticipation between them. Then they do this little like pecker. She's going to have to teach him to kiss. I'm going to tell you that right now. She's going to have to teach Mike to kiss because I know that he doesn't have any experience and he's just not going to be a good kisser. And, you know, I feel for him. I feel for him. I feel for her. Um, and, you know, I feel for them. But I feel protective of Mike, you guys. I do. I feel like he is just doesn't have a lot of experience and he's thrown into a situation where, you know, he wants to do it for love and all of that stuff. But I don't know if she's in it for the right reasons either. And then there's that whole language barrier. All right, on to Alina and Caleb. Um, I want to ask you guys, what do you guys think of Caleb so far? Because before I start talking about him and this situation, I'm curious to know what you guys think about Caleb. Like, how does he come across to you? Because I'm definitely getting a specific vibe from him. And I want to know if I'm the only one. So let me know in the live chat. If you're watching the replay, let me know in the replay below. Uh, Alicia, happy new year. Happy, happy new year. Glad you're in the, the live chat tonight. Um, so Alina and Caleb, they wake up. He's made her Turkish coffee, but really he didn't make the Turkish coffee for her because he then wants it and she just gives it to him. So really um, he made it for himself, but he was trying to act like he was doing something for her. Um, <clears throat> Better Day says uh, he's very cocky in her opinion. And Lydia says Caleb is confusing to me. Um, so they spent the night together, no sex, no kissing, no cuddling, none of that stuff. And his words were, he, he didn't feel it. Okay. That's a big thing to say. Okay. He didn't feel it because of the physical differences. And oh, by the way, he was tired. Okay. Alicia says, Caleb is a question. He is a question. And I think I have the answer, Alicia. So no sex, no kissing, no cuddling, because he didn't feel it. When people are telling you what they mean and how they feel, you need to listen to them. He said he didn't feel it, the physical difference, and oh, by the way, he was tired. Alina was super upset by it because, you know, he quote unquote fell asleep and there were no cuddles. And so she confronts him on that. Um, <clears throat> and she's just like, you know, I want some affection from him. You know, I'm, and these are her words, I'm not a thirsty ass bitch uh, and I'm not going to beg you, but it's been 13 years and we've built up all of this like romance online. And again, I don't want to have to tell you guys how I feel about online romance when you haven't met in real life. However, she felt like they built something up of a connection and she was, she was expecting way more. And he was like, mm, I'm not feeling it. Okay. Says a lot to me. Says a lot to me. So they have a little bit of cuddle time. And he gets up because he's going to give her a gift. Now, here's the thing. Was he wearing Lululemon leggings? Like, did you? Are you? Are I think I have a pair of those leggings where they're all tie-dyed. Are you wearing leggings? Are you wearing, like, are those tights? So he got her a necklace. And you guys know I'm, like, eco-friendly. So I'm, I'm just talking shit right now. But Amanda! Amanda's in the house. 
Um, so she's like, oh, did you get me a trash necklace? Because he said it was made out of tumbleweed. And she's like, well, isn't tumbleweed like all the trash that like circulates and gets together? And it's, that's what tumbleweed is. And as it tumbles, it picks up more trash. Um, <laughs> but he's like, no, it's eco-friendly. Um, it's eco-friendly. And I'm I'm eco-friendly, so I'm going to give him that. It was thoughtful for him to get her a gift. I'll, I'll give I'll I'll give that to him. Um, but then he gets up and he wants to do something with the day, you guys. And he says, you know, I work out now. Meanwhile, I've seen him from the back and. Homie, if you're going to be like Mr. I work out, because you you say it like three times in this episode, if you're going to be like Mr. I work out, then like be, do some squats because that little flap behind that's going on in your leggings, like proportions, it's very, it's very, it's very important if you're going to be Mr. Oh, I work out, then like just be the proper Mr. I work out. Um, and not so like belittling because he says, oh, you know, I work out. You don't. And I want to hike. Uh, you know, would you be into that if you could? Right. You you do it if you could. Right. Like we could take the wheelchair up there if you could. And then he pulls out this backpack. OK. Now, you guys, I paused it because I had all the feelings and I had all the thoughts and I'm still going to say it. But I'm able bodied. So I don't know if because she was not offended by it. She was okay with that. Okay. She was okay with this, this backpack. I personally thought it was ridiculous. And I thought it was a little bit in poor taste. So he bought this backpack that I guess is like a adult size backpack. And it's, it's a carrier. You know how you carry babies in carriers and you can put them in the front. Well, he wants to put her in that carrier on the back so that on his back so that they could go hiking um i don't know how do you i felt like i was cringing i i need to know if i'm in the wrong for feeling that way because i felt a whole lot and i was just not cool with it i just not cool with it like why don't you if you're getting to know her and you say oh you're outdoorsy and you want to do hiking why don't you do things that you guys can do together as you get to know her and then maybe in the future have a conversation like hey i was thinking of hiking what do you feel about that? I saw online that you can get like this backpack and I can carry you like you're a baby on my back. Would you be comfortable with that? Like have a conversation with her. Like I just, I don't know, but she was not offended. She was not off offended by it. She thought it was cute. She thought it was nice that he thought about her. But in my opinion, he was only thinking about her because he wanted to do what he wanted to do. And he was looking at her like she was going to be something that slowed him down. So like, how can we fix this? Do you see what I'm saying? Like she never said she was in hiking just because you're into hiking. Do you see what I'm saying? It's selfish. It's like, it's selfish. If you have two or three weeks with someone, do things that you guys have decided that you love to do together. And then later you bring in all your extracurriculars and then decide if you want to do them together or apart. That's all I'm saying. I think it's selfish. That's the vibe I'm getting from so far is selfish. And that's going to be my word of the day for Caleb is that he's selfish and self-absorbed. That's my vibe for, for him. Hey, geek girl. Um, so 
He gets his backpack. I'm still stuck on his little flat booty, but they're going to go and go sightseeing, whatever. They're going down the stairs. Now, here's the other thing that why I'm saying he's selfish and a little bit self-absorbed. They're going down the stairs and she's like, oh, you know, why are you rushing me? Like, why are you rushing? Like, slow down as she's going down the stairs. And then he's like, oh, I was trying to get ahead of you so that I don't have to keep bending, bending over. Wait, what? Either you want to help her or you don't want to help her. You clearly already know what her size is. And she's telling you that you booked a hotel that doesn't have an elevator. So it's going to take her some time. Can she do the stairs? Absolutely. But for you to be like, hey, I didn't want to keep bending over to help you down the stairs is selfish to me. So they're meeting Elijah. And I got to say, Elijah is starting to be one of my faves. Uh, Try not to be super judgy, but he's sitting there. He's he's sipping on his coffee. And he's like, so uh, did how'd it go last night? Did you kiss Alina? Um, And Caleb's like, yeah, Alina's great, but I just fell asleep. And then Elijah's like, so you guys didn't even kiss? So like after 13 years, this is the woman that you're supposed to like be so excited to meet all the things you didn't kiss. Confusing to him. Confusing to me as well. Even like all of it. It's very, very confusing to me as well. Elijah is a mood. Facts. So <clears throat> Elijah doesn't have a good impression of Caleb first impression of Caleb. I personally don't have a good first impression of him. He's really giving me, and and I dare say it, I'm going out on a ledge, might be unpopular opinion, but he's giving me Andrew vibes all day long. Andrew vibes all day long between the long hair, the me, 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 me. I'm I'm on vacation and I'm going to sit here and eat my burger and beer. And I'm not going to go and help find my, like all of it. All of it. It's the same thing. Like, I want to go hiking. I'm tired. I'm not feeling her. I'm worried about the physical differences. I, 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 mm, stop it. Um, so Elijah doesn't have a first good impression of Caleb. Um, and so he's going to like, try not to be judgy and let's see what happens with the day. They go off and Elijah is like explaining to Caleb how to use the wheelchair. And then they get to this first set of stairs and Elijah right away is like, Hey, are you going to help me with this? And Elijah's like, well, you don't need help. I can show you how to do it. And then shows him how to go downstairs and upstairs. And what does Caleb say? Oh, that's easy. I work out, which is now the second time in 20 minutes that he needed to remind all of us that he works out. Selfish. So they're going sightseeing. They end up in a mosque and uh, they're looking around. It's beautiful there. And Caleb wants to go to the second floor. He leaves Alina on the first floor so he can go see what's going on in the second floor. Elijah joins them. And then Caleb is talking about energy and the chakras. And I'm like, you're talking about chakras in a mosque? Like, what? What? 
And even Elijah was like, I'm super confused by what he's saying because he's just talking about it. I don't know what it is, but I feel something. It's like an energy. It's like chakras. It's this. It's like, I don't know. Like, okay, shut up. Just stop. Um, oh, Diana feels like Elijah is so judgy and nosy. I don't think so. I think he's looking up for his friend. So I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you, Diana. Um, so they're upstairs and Elijah's trying to say, hey, listen, Caleb, you should be mindful of Alina. You know, mindful of the, some of the things that she wants to do, mindful of how she's feeling, all of the things. And, you know, you, you know, you wanted to come up here on the second floor, but like she's down there by herself. And Caleb's like, she's fine downstairs. Again, selfish. Okay, selfish. The friend is trying to help you just be better and to understand her because he knows her and you're just like so like nonchalant about it. If it's not in your immediate vicinity and it's not about you, then you're not, in my opinion, Caleb is not concerned. So they're going to dinner, um, but there's tension between Caleb and Elijah and yeah, I agree. C. Cruz says he shouldn't have been okay with her sitting downstairs by herself. Like, he just shouldn't. But again, to me, C. Cruz, he's only th thinking about how he feels in the moment and what he wants to do. And I don't know if that's a case of him being super selfish, maybe not have been in a relationship, a proper relationship, although he talks about how many women he's dated. and I don't know. I don't know. I, I've I'm calling him selfish and I'm calling him self-absorbed. I think that that's what he is. And like I said earlier, he's giving me Andrew vibes 100%. Angelica, hey girl, hey, happy new year. So they go to dinner. There's tension. Now here's here's the thing, okay? And I, I do want to know what you guys think. I do know that this is, a generalization. It's not all Americans. Okay. But you have to agree with me that Americans traveling have a poor reputation for a lot of different reasons. So let's talk about it. So they're going to, they're at dinner and you know, the bottles of water come now family style eating and all of that. In my opinion, and don't come for me, Okay, but in my opinion, how I was raised, and I know a lot of other people in other countries were raised, that when like anything comes to the table, you share first, right? So the water comes, I would like, if I opened it, I would share it with whoever, whoever, whoever. And then I would pour mine and then I would wait for all of us to have our glasses full. And then whether you like, Whatever you do, whether you say a prayer or whether you, whatever before you eat, whatever your whole thing is, it's still about community and it's about manners and how you're raised, in my opinion. Now, Caleb, he gets his bottle while he just pours it in his and he waits, right? And so Elijah calls him out and it's like, hey, like you just filled your glass and you didn't even consider like Alina's glass or anything. It's very ungentlemanly of you. And then she says, well, you know, he's American and Americans aren't usually gentlemen. Okay. She says that. Now, then 
He feels a little bad. It, like uh, You can tell he felt bad for a hot second, but you can also tell that his tendency is to just think about himself because they order drinks, the drinks come to the table, and again, depends on where you are and how you are, but usually everyone waits for everyone to have their drink. Maybe there's a cheers here or there, but you wait to make sure that everyone's just not drinking alone. But guess what? Caleb's already like drinking, saying he's thirsty. And both Elijah and Alina were not impressed. They were like, oh, can we at least do a cheers? And yeah, he's going to do a cheers. But he goes to cheers and he says, here's to my best friend and her best friend coming to Turkey. So Alina's your best friend now? Not your love interest? Because you're on a show called Before the 90 Days, which means you, you're trying to see if this is going to work before you get married in 90 days. But now she's your best friend. And don't forget earlier on, right, when I told you people tell you who they are, when he said that um, he was just not that, there was no sex and no kissing because he wasn't feeling it. It's really important. It's all, this is all like a full, I need you guys to look at the whole full crazy picture because it's it's not good in my opinion. Not good in my opinion at all, at all. And so I want to know what you guys think. Like, how do you guys family style eat? How do you eat? Do you wait for everyone? Do you make sure everyone's accommodated for like, what do you, or you just worry about yourself? Just worry about your own self. I got my food. I got my drink. Peace. <laughs> Amanda says all bad vibes. And Alicia says, yep, super American. I think it's weird. I, I do. I think it's weird. I think that people should be a little bit more. To me, eating out is, a, is about the experience as well. It's not about just getting your food and chowing down, getting your drinks and sucking them back. Hey, Vanessa. Um, so... When Caleb called her his best friend, did you guys notice the side eye she gave to her best, her real best friend, Elijah? She was like, best friends? So is that what you're thinking of me now, best friend? Um, and so Elijah's like, so what about your previous best friends? Like, what, can you tell us a little bit about that? Which was pretty snarky, but hilarious because your previous best friends are your previous girlfriends, but apparently you call them best friends. And Caleb's like, mm, I don't keep track of those things. I don't keep track of those things. So I don't really remember. And then he asks Elijah in front of Alina, who's sitting right there, who is clearly intelligent and well-spoken. But instead he asks Elijah, what about Alina's past relationship or her last relationship? And I was like, I know this MF did not just act like Alina is not in the room. So tell me about Alina's ex-boyfriend. Oh, Alina, are you right there? Can you speak for yourself? Are you a full-ass, grown-ass woman? Why, yes, you are. Let me answer. If you have a question about me, ask me. Caleb's like, I don't know, you guys. I just think he's super selfish. So Elijah's like, I don't really know. And Alina answers. She's like, oh, you know, it's probably about for six months, six months ago. Um, it ended up messy. And now she has this big secret. 
that she was living with her ex-boyfriend up until recently. She hasn't told Kayla because she thought that he wouldn't be interested in her anymore and wouldn't pursue her, which I think is weird because if you've been talking for 13 years and he said he was interested, obviously in those 13 years, because you guys had never met in real life, you probably both dated other people. So I don't understand why it would be a big deal, why it's a big secret, but that's just me. So, uh, dinner's over. Caleb basically kicks Elijah out. He He's like, you look like you're done. I guess we'll see you later. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, Elijah leaves, but he leaves in, like, the full dramatics. And I wasn't mad at him at all for it. And... Caleb's like, let's go back to the hotel room. They go back to the hotel room. He finally kisses her. They start making out. And I, I mean, I guess that means he's into her. I guess, he, I guess that means he's feeling more comfortable. I don't know. The jury's out on him. All I'm going to say is that he is selfish and self-absorbed. And I don't like it. So maybe he'll turn it around. I know that we're only on episode, what, four? What is this, episode four? Yeah. So he's got a couple episodes to win me over. But for right now, he seems super selfish and I'm not into it at all. And I feel like she just, she's a queen. She she is beautiful, well-spoken, educated. And like, she doesn't have to put up with BS. She doesn't have to put, put up with the frat bro who's like all about himself and his spandex pants and how much he works out, bro. I work out, bro, 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 bro. I work out, bro. Like, no. Anyways. Moving on to Hamza and Memphis, these two, again, I, where's the translator? This is going to be super hard to get through if we don't put a translator in here immediately, if not sooner. I don't understand, again, why are you going to bring me a translator for um, Binyam and Ariella and not bring a translator for these two who clearly cannot communicate at all, even worse than Mike and Hamina? Okay, even worse. We, you need a translator, and you two are engaged. I have questions. So, did he propose to you? Is there a ring involved? And like, how did he propose? If he can barely, like, you guys can barely communicate with each other. Like, was it through text and you translated it? Like, what does that look like? Was it romantic? Because she gets there, she feels like meeting face to face seems totally different. She realized she says she didn't realize how big the language issue was going to be. And I find that hard to believe because she's super educated and she deals with people for her real life job on a regular basis. So I don't believe that for one minute. However, uh, Yusuf, which is Hamza's friend, speaks English. So y'all better make him the translator. He better go everywhere they go. Because this, like, stop. What are we going? So, uh, uh, like, all of it, no. Like, it's, no. It's, it's a two-hour episode. It's making the two-hour episode feel like it's four hours. Like, just get the translator in. Go take a class. Go, I don't know. Do something. Do something. Because this is, this is not it. So they're in the car. They finally find the car. They got lost, the whole thing. And he has a picture of himself on his 
phone as a screensaver. And she has a picture of him on her phone and she is not impressed. She feels like he's hiding her. He's embarrassed about her. You know, she already has like um, some self-esteem issues. So she, so it's making her a little bit self-conscious. Um, and she just wants to make sure that he likes her and that he thinks she's beautiful and all of that stuff. He says, kiss me. They have some weird conversation. And then he's like, yeah, big boobies. <laughs> kiss me and big boobies all in one. I can't even call it a conversation, but all it just words thrown out randomly that were supposed to be a conversation. Um, And then... <laughs> She's like, so, you know, when we get to the house, we're going to be able to, like, relax together and sleep in the same bed and all this stuff. Then she finds out that he's been lying. And then the mom said that they can't have sex before marriage. Um, And so she's mad that he lied about that. And (laughs) she's just, like, super confused by it all. Amanda says, it's weird to have a picture of yourself as your screensaver. It really is weird. I did a poll, and I'm, I'll do a poll with you guys. Is it weird? Or do you have a picture of yourself as your screensaver? Let me know. I, I would like to know. Let's do an informal po- poll. Let me know in the comments or in the live chat. So they have like a two-hour drive to get to the house, and they finally get there. they got to go up a bunch of stairs. They finally get there and greeted by his mom and his sister and they're all nervous, but they're all super comfortable with each other and complimentary of each other and trying to make the best of the language barrier. Right. So she's um, Memphis is like, Oh, you know, you guys look beautiful. And the mom's like, thank you, but didn't really understand, like talk slower, the whole thing. They're all tired, so they're going to go to bed. And she finds out that she's sleeping in the room and Hamza is going to sleep on the couch in the living room. Now, she's worried because she wants to make sure that they have chemistry and that they have sexual chemistry um, before they get married. And she's like, no sexy time before married is going to be a problem because I need to know that we're sexually compatible. And I have to say that I absolutely agree with her. I agree with her. I think that that sex talk is important. I tell you the four things that you guys have to have a conversation about before you get in a committed relationship. And sex is is one of them. It's very important. So her being a nurse practitioner, I know that she knows that as well. And that's why she wants to make sure before she jumps into something being a single mom of two kids that she doesn't make another mistake. So um, he's like, oh, you know, it's going to be no problem, no problem. He basically is going to sneak into her room after everyone goes to bed. Memphis is really not a fan of that because she wants to be respectful of the house rules, uh, especially of the mom, because, you know, the mom can make or break their marriage. Well, guess what happens? Next morning, okay, next morning, the mom catches Hamza in the room, in the bed with Memphis, and you can tell the mom is not impressed. Now, my question is, okay, it's the next morning. 
A, if you guys, like, you guys are grown, if you're going to sneak around, like, sneak around properly. If you're going to do it, then do it. And then he goes back to the the couch and sleeps before sunrise. Why is it that you just fell out and you just slept all night to be caught? And then when you get caught, the TLC cameras just happen to be there while the mom's knocking at the door. Like, you didn't hear the commotion of the production coming in that you couldn't quickly jump out of the bed. Like, stop it. Just stop it. You just stop it. If you're gonna be shady, like be a professional shady. Don't be like a lazy shady so that you guys can make Memphis look bad when really it's your horn dog Hamza who's trying to get it in with the big boobies. All right. I'm gonna talk about Kim and Usman. And my disclaimer is gonna be this. I personally I'm already irritated that this is the Usman music video season. I'm super irritated. It has nothing to do with love. It has nothing to do with him trying to find love. It's all about him making his music video and trying to be an international superstar. Superstar! <laughs> Okay, that being said, I don't hate on people that are trying to come up, right? And that's the other thing. Like, I'm all about the creatives. I'm all about do your thing, come up and and have that light shine on you. However, have some humility and be humble on your journey and be humble during your journey and throughout the journey. Just be humble, okay? But his head is so friggin' big. He thinks he's so amazing and great. And it just really irritates me. It irritates me because there's no humility in him. And it comes across really arrogant, in my opinion. That being said, okay, I want to talk about him some more, but I'm going to go through the segment first. I'll go through the segment first. Okay. So, uh, scene opens up with Kimberly's ankles are swollen. I honestly didn't know that that was a thing. Um, Crystal says, I hope they bring Zara on soon. I'm already annoyed. Me too. And Amanda says, he truly thinks he's a star. Um, All right. So Kimberly has her feet and ankles in an ice bath because her ankles are swollen from swollen from flying. I didn't know that was a thing. Apparently it's a thing. Um, I think someone, one of you nurses told me something. I can't remember, but whatever. It's a thing. So she doesn't want to have fat ankles before she meets Usman. Um, They're going to go to a team meeting. Uh, she's hoping that she gets some alone time with them, uh, which she won't, but she's hoping for it. We see Badmus and Slam Tea um, meeting with Usman, having orange juice in the morning. Usman tells them all the things that Kim bought him, meaning the PS5 and the new laptop and the PS5 games, thousands of dollars worth of stuff. And that's the first thing he says about Kimberly. Kimberly! Um, and then they talk about this Rosa Ree girl who's an artist that they're going to connect with because 
he's shooting his music video and he's looking for dancers, right? So Kimberly comes in, sits down, she starts holding his hand. Um, the manager guy and Slanty don't like it. They think it's a bad look. What if the paparazzi? The, first of all, First of all, there's no paparazzi looking for Usman. No one's looking at him sideways. No one's going to recognize him. He, uh, listen, as an African who listens to African music, Usman ain't it. He ain't it. No one's checking for him. You can go go to Spotify and see how many songs this fool has. No one's checking for him, right? So I don't care where you are in Africa, unless you live next door to to. Usman, no one's checking for him. So there's no paparazzi gonna pop out and see that him and Kimberly are holding hands and it's gonna not look good on him and be bad for his his um reputation. This his head is too big and it's bad for his image. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So They talk about meeting this other girl, Rosary. Rosary, I think it is. Rosary. Um, and Kim wants to know why they're meeting another chick. Why is there another woman? Why, you know, I think it's disrespectful. And is it supposed to be a date? If it's a date, I will flip the table and walk out because that's disrespectful. He invited me to be here with him. And I'm supposed to be his potential girlfriend. All of the things. <clears throat> Um, and then exactly. Crystal says, meanwhile, he's on a whole show with this older lady. They should have thought about the image before this season. Facts. Um, so Kimberly, who seems super nice, and I wish that she had met someone other than Usman because I just don't think he's in it for the right reasons, but she wants to be supportive of his, of his career. Um, but also wants to have some one-on-one -on -one time. Like she flew halfway across the world to get her man. She's in love with him and she wants to be with him. And meanwhile, he's introducing her to everyone as his fan. Like she's a friggin' groupie at 50 years old. Now, here's the other thing I don't like about Usman. And when I tell you that his head is too big for himself and really needs to humble himself and he needs to treat people better because he's not that big of a star. They go to meet with Rosarie at this restaurant and, you know, Kimberly and him are already bickering, already bickering here and there. Um, but then the server comes over and the server comes over with their drinks. Okay. Drops off what looks like a, like a sangria for Kimberly. She says, thank you. The server says to Usman, here's your wine for you. Usman, on his phone, okay, looks over just slightly and says, okay, drop it. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard this saying, but it's absolutely true, and you guys know how I feel about the service industry. How your date, how your friend, how your family member, whoever you are dining with, how they treat the server is abs or the bartender, whoever, the host is absolutely who they are. And if they're an asshole to a complete stranger who's actually bringing something that brings you joy, whether it's your food or your drink that you ordered that you obviously want to try and drink and, and eat, the way they treat that person says a whole lot about them. 
There's no need to act like you're better than the person that's serving you. And so when he said, okay, drop it, I was like, see, 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 his head is too big. And it's surprising to me because in the Muslim religion, culture, humility is huge. So I don't, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like it. It looks terrible on him. So Rosary arrives. Um, She's beautiful. She's young. Uh, Apparently she's super talented. She's a local star. And Usman says, the first thing he says to her, your tongue is so sweet. Swahili is so sweet. And I was just like, oh. But anyways, there, it's supposed to be a business meeting because he's looking for dancers for his music video that he's shooting there. And she's like, yeah, no problem. You know, I'll hook you up. It's no problem, no problem. She's like, I get why you're here. Why is Kimberly here? And he introduces Kimberly as his fan. And uh, with potential, right? So then they talk about how that whole potential thing. They talk about potential wifey, that whole thing. And what I loved about this moment, you guys, is that they, and it's a first, in my opinion, for this whole franchise, they just let Rosarie be Rosarie. And she came across super kind and um, inviting. And she made Kimberly feel welcome and complimented her. And it just was kind. And oftentimes... You don't see that for the girl of color. I'm sorry, you just don't. They always make her to be the villain. And so I appreciated the fact that she was able to just be the kind, talented, creative. Uh, Amanda said, didn't that happen earlier this season with a waiter who recognized them? Probably. And I probably said the same thing. And... Yeah, he seriously acts like he's some super rock star and he's not. And so this is why I want to talk a little bit about him because you guys, social media is a buzz and I'm going to tell you why it's a buzz. He went ahead and posted how much he was worth on Instagram or how much he's made so far. Let me not misquote how much he's made so far. I'm going to show you the bigger version, and then we'll go back to it. He posts this today on his Instagram. He said, good morning, world, and happy new year. I don't want to talk much. I'm just here to say thanks to, and he ats Chrissy Teigen, which is a whole clout-chasing move. Thanks to at TLC. Thanks to at Cameo. And thanks to all my fans that made me rich in just two years. Keep on book your Cameo and get Pussa's flavor from wherever, wherever, Lincoln bio. Now, oh, wait, available ballots, $0. How much did he say he made in the two years, which it says of all time on his cameo? It says 52 million, 28, wait, yeah, $52 million. Let's just call it $52 million. Okay. Fit and, okay. I don't even know where to begin here because I just want to just talk so much shit right now. Okay, so 
basically saying in two years he made 52 million. Now there was a whole back and forth going on on social media because um, Nigerian the lira that doesn't use a dollar sign, right? So if it was a Nigerian currency, then there shouldn't be a dollar sign. There was a whole like online battle going on between him saying that he's worth now $52 million or is that a Nigerian currency, which would be the equivalent of a hundred, let's just say 125, 126,000 US dollars, right? So did he mean that or did he mean 52 million? And apparently, allegedly the comments on his page are saying that he meant he's worth 52 million. So whether it's 52 million or 126,000 USD, in my opinion, this is all still trash and low class and who raised him. And then you want to like clout chase and first tell everyone you got rich in two years. Rich people who have money. Okay. Rich people with money never like flaunt it like that. Like they never like, here's my bank statement. Here's the, like they might flaunt it in the stuff that they buy, but truly rich people, they just chill. Like you wouldn't even know they, some of these, listen, I'll, I'll go down to a local store and you'll see celebrity Z who's in their sweatpants and a sweatshirt looking like they're from the streets but you know that they're worth millions of dollars. Now, I just don't know any real celebrity that is going to throw out the money receipts like that and say that they're worth 52 million. And even if it's not 52 million US dollars, and let's just say it's 126,000 US dollars, I still don't know any celebrity that's going to say, oh, thank you for making me rich. I think it's low class. I think it's people that are low class. I think it's low class. And I think it's him in his big head trying to show that he's better than everyone else. And I think it's ridiculous. And I think it's gross. And it's all, you guys, it's just all rolls up into this whole, his whole season, like his whole season, just like patting himself on the back thinking he's a superstar like people who are superstars are just superstars and they 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 do what they do because they love it and they're good at it and like show me his full album show me his full album that's not 100 auto-tuned because i know he has one song one song okay one song so you show me the receipts where you cut a full-on album. I'll wait. Now, not only that, you guys. So you guys tell me in the comments. You tell me in the live chat what you believe, whether it's 52 million or 126,000, whatever the case may be. Tell me how you feel about it. I personally just think it's in poor taste. And like to at Chrissy Teigen, he's such super clout chasing. He ats her all the time. And you guys, she never responds to him. Not ever. She's a super fan of the show, 90 Day Fiance. But he acts like they're besties. He acts like the two of them are closer than ever. And he's just clout chasing her. He's clout chasing her. And she never, ever responds to him because I'm sure she sees that that's what he's doing. 
Okay, Diane, he's bigger than Michael Jackson if he made $52 million with only one song. Facts. Facts. Ridiculous. Okay, but it gets better, you guys. It gets better. So I cannot confirm this next thing that I'm about to tell you guys. However, uh, there is um, an Instagrammer, social media person, and it's morphed, T-R-H. He posted this and he sent it. He sent me the receipts of Lisa talking about this. I cannot confirm it, but Lisa also liked this post and I'll show you what else she did. So he posted Usman's shocking secret. And in this photo, you can see Kimberly Usman and baby girl Lisa. And his caption reads, maybe this is why Usman isn't in a hurry to get intimate with Kim. What do you guys think? Now, here's the thing, you guys. Here is the thing. Baby girl Lisa is claiming that her and Usman are still legally married in Nigeria. So this guy, blogger, YouTuber, morphed, put a video out, and Lisa commented it. On it, and she says, "Boom! Yes, Soldier Bitch is still married to me." With the laughing emoji, tongue emoji, laughing emoji, tongue emoji, he responds by saying, "Hey, Mrs. Lisa, thanks for confirming." So Lisa is saying that they're still legally married, and that now it doesn't make sense that he's on before the ninety days if he's still legally married in Nigeria to her. Now, the thing that I don't understand is that she is already remarried in America. So I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's worse. Like, are they still married in Nigeria? And if they're still married in Nigeria, why are they still married? And then she went ahead and got remarried in America. So like, who is worse? Is it the person that got remarried knowing that you're still married in another country? Or is it the person that's clout chasing and using a TV show to promote his music and pretend that he wants to be in a relationship with another older woman from America when in fact, indeed, he just wants to promote his music. Which one is worth? I don't know. All right, then. Moving on to Gino and Jasmine. These two, I feel like these two have a comic relief of, of the season. They're both... They just both really crack me up. So they're laughs, you guys. And I know that I talked about Gina's laugh, but I didn't realize Jasmine's laugh is just the same. And when the two of them were to camera, like, <laughs> together at the same time, I was like, oh my God, what is happening right now? Um, but they spent their first night together. Apparently it was amazing. Um, good tea. You're welcome, geek girl. Uh, Lindsay says they both have funny laughs. They really do. They really do. So they had an amazing night together, apparently. Gino says, like he's a teenager, yeah, she blew me away. And then he's like, <laughs> and that giggle that he does, oh my God. Hilarious to me. Jasmine says he's a good kisser. Uh, she didn't realize that Gino was, quote, savage in the bed um, and that everything was way better than she expected and then they both start laughing again 
Oh my god. <laughs> Between the laugh and the baby talking, guys, I just I find them very entertaining. Um, Gino's super proud that he didn't have to use the blue pills. Everything was working. Um, and Jasmine said it wasn't only good. It wasn't only great. It was outstanding. Uh, she finally got to touch his head, but it was only until he turned off the light, then he took off his hat. And so she got to feel his head, which, you know, at some point, Gino's going to have to take his hat off. I mean, at some point. Don't you think? Um, so they didn't really ha do anything. They went to a souvenir store. And they had a stupid fight about a stupid situation where uh, Jasmine calls Gina's ex-wife stupid. And he's like, don't call her stupid. She's just my ex-wife. And Jasmine's starting to get mad because she doesn't want to move to America and live in a place where the ex-wife decorated it. She wants to put her own decorations in the house with her own um cultural background which is fine no one said you couldn't jasmine so what are you like getting all riled up about for what no one said anything you just off the top of your head you thought about what you want the house to look like well how about you guys get through your two three weeks make sure you're actually going to get engaged and then get through the k1 visa pro process and then move and then think about like your trinkets and decorating the house why are we jumping ahead so quickly I would think that you'd be more concerned about the K-1 visa process, more concerned that you have a kid and what's that going to look like when you move. All the things, I just feel like you have some bigger issues that you might want to talk about and think about and perhaps get mad about versus some friggin' souvenir magnet that says Panama that you want him to buy instead of it saying Brazil. It's very bizarre to me. Ah. Uh... You guys are funny in the live chat. So Gino doesn't talk about his exes because he sees how jazz, mad Jasmine gets and how jealous she gets. But just like Alina, he's got a secret. So there's some things that she doesn't know. And one of the things that she doesn't know is that he's still friends with one of his exes. And I hope, you guys, I hope for entertainment purposes that that ex comes on this season and stirs some shit up because that would be Hey, Stevie. On to Ella. Okay. I'm going to be truly honest with you guys. I'm having a hard time with Ella. I'm trying to be compassionate. I'm trying to be not judgy. And I'm trying to be open-minded. But I, this whole storyline is just cringing to me. Um, Just cringing to me. Cringing. And... and for all the wrong stereotypes, but I'm going to try. Her boyfriend, Johnny, is going to be there in Idaho in a month. Um, they've been chatting online and in a relationship for the last year and a half. Now, here's what I just learned that I thought was absolutely ridiculous. 100% ridiculous. Ridiculous. He's quitting his job so that he can go visit her in the midst of a pandemic for three months. And not only is he quitting his job, he's gonna like wherever he rents 
his place, he's going to give his place up too, so that he can spend three months with this woman that he's never met in real life, who has a complete Asian fetish, and I'm not even clear if she knows what parts of Asia she has a fetish with, which is a whole issue for me. Um, but you're going to quit your job in the middle of a pandemic? You're going to quit your job. You're going to give up your apartment so you can travel in the middle of a pandemic to visit a woman that you've never met before, ever, to work on a ranch. Are they going to pay you on the ranch? Because you got a full-on kid that lives with your parents, which I have questions about. Why does a kid live with your parents? And I get it. Some of it's because he commutes to Shanghai and where he lives is far. And a lot of uh, people in China do that where when they go to the big city, they live in smaller apartments so that they can work and don't have to do the long commute all the time. I get that part. But you're going to come to America and leave your kid for three months and you're going to quit your job and, and give up your apartment. I just I'm having a super hard time with understanding any of that at all. Can you imagine you guys like seriously, can you imagine you meet Tom, who lives in Timbuktu, okay, in the midst of the pandemic. And because you guys have been talking for a year and a half, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and sell my... You know how many people do that now that I think of it? You guys remember the Jeffrey interview and the girl we interviewed, the girlfriend who sold her house to go and live in the same state as him. So I guess people do it. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm old school. There's just no way that I'm I'm quitting my job and giving my apartment to go meet someone and stay with them that I've never met in real life. What if you hate them in the first week and then you have no you ain't got no job to go back to, nor a place to live. Okay. And like, did you save up for for the incidental so that if it doesn't work out? Not only the money that you're going to need for the three months you're there, but just in case it doesn't work out, the money you're going to need to live on. Okay, let me just stop. So she's into this whole Asian thing. She's got a purple house. And then now they want to throw in this witchcraft stuff, which is fine. You're Wiccan. I get it. She's got this coven sacred journey family keisha virginia they do a spell i'm gonna leave it there i don't know enough about it i don't want to talk about it but that's so she's um into cosplay she's into asians and she's into witchcraft and then we meet johnny who he's trying on a COVID suit for his travel and it's a full on hazmat suit. Um, He calls himself Ella's Asian Prince. He's off to see a doctor um, to help his girlfriend because he wants to help her lose weight. And so the doctor is going to give him some Asian herbs, Chinese herbs to help with her weight loss between the herbs, the diet, the exercise, um, he's hoping to help her lose weight. Now, this is a sec- this is the other thing that bothers me. I just don't understand, and I think I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I think that if you want to lose weight, you're going to lose weight for yourself. No one's going to help you lose weight. Yeah, they can encourage you. Yeah, they can like cook for you and and all the things, but it has to come from within. 
you have to do the work. And I feel like personally, if Ella wanted to do the work, then she should do the work on her own. And whatever that looks like for her, whether that, whatever, I, I'm not her, so I don't know. But if she indeed wants to lose weight, I don't think she should be waiting for Johnny to come with his herbs and spices and weight loss plan for her to start wanting to lose weight. Do it for yourself because that's the only way you can really lose weight and love yourself for who you are. And if you want to make a change in your life, make the change for yourself and not for some man. I don't, it, it, this whole storyline is just, I'm just really trying to be cool with it. I'm just kind of not. So we hear that same saying that we heard with Nicole and Azan, where Johnny says to the doctor, well, you know, she's a little big. Um, but the doctor says that she's overweight or obese because she's an American and Americans eat too much. Um, and then that whole thing goes on. Um, but he's nervous about the ranch work, but he wants to become a quote redneck cowboy, which again, with the stereotype, it's just their whole relationship is just one big stereotype and I'm just not feeling it. And I wonder if I'm the only one or if I'm, I'm, reading too much into it, but it just, all the stereotypes are just so 1980s. Um, and then, so he's going to have like one last hoorah with his friends and spend some time with his family and his kid and his friend Wang. And I'm side-eyeing Wang. I'm side-eyeing you, Wang, because you are doing the most. The friend asks if Ella's bigger influences their sexual relationship. And then when the cameraman panned down on Wang, and I don't want to body shame, but all I'll say is, Wang, you are not one to speak about anything about the sexual influence and being pressed or suffocated. You are not one to speak, my friend. Okay? And why is it always the noisiest, loudest, big mouth hater is always the one that when they turn the mirror on themselves, it's the same person that they're hating on. Why is it? Why is it? Wang. Wang needs to go and just turn that mirror on yourself, Wang, before you start talking shit about someone and what they do and what they don't do behind closed doors. Okay. Take a look at yourself. So he says all that. Um, and Johnny's just kind of not worried about that. And he is more concerned about, you know, his son and quitting his job and giving up his apartment and flying to America. His friends think that he should wait till the pandemic's over, but he wants to go because he wants to find love. He doesn't want to be alone anymore. He's lonely. And he wants to take this trip and he wants to propose to Ella at the end of the trip. And he just thinks it's all going to be worth it for love. And, you know, I, I get it. I get it. This has been a hard two years. And, and if you're single, it was hard. Even if your relationship was hard, it was just a hard two years for all of us. And, and for the singles, definitely lonely, right? Going through a pandemic and, and whether you live by yourself or you don't, or you just all the things, it was hard. I get that. But I don't know if you make rash decisions in non-typical situations. And I just have having a hard time that you're going to quit your job and you're going to give up your apartment for someone that you've never met. And especially after the next scene, there's early morning Naruto sexy ninjutsu. 
slash Sailor Moon, and she has on this cosplay wig and this purple robe. I'm starting to see a pattern with the purple. I guess purple is her favorite color with the purple house. However, they're going to sexy FaceTime, I guess. But it was like all awkward silence. He gets on and they're talking about like cosplay in the bedroom and out of the bedroom. And then he wants, um, excuse me, she wants him to dress, quote, in Asian uh clothing with and with a sword just all the freaking stereotypes of all of it just all of it and like she whips the wig off because her head is getting hot and uh she starts crying because she just really wants this love and commitment that they have in real life and you know that's fine that's fine they're waiting on a visa um, and Johnny's also worried about his flight back to America because there are very few, very few flights from America back to China, which, you know, is also a red flag, Johnny. Okay. Red flag, red flag that maybe you should just stay where you are for now and see what happens. Cause clearly if you guys have been doing this for a year and a half, what's another, I don't know, year when things settle down a little bit more. I don't know. But we'll see what happens, you guys. He's coming to America. He's going to be in Idaho. They're going to have a bunch of cosplay, witchcraftery going on, and we'll see what happens. But that was the show, you guys. Thank you so much for watching. I will be covering The Single Life tomorrow. I'm, I have to do two episodes because they still have an episode, but it was the new year and I was off, so... I'll cover two episodes tomorrow. Make sure wherever you are, if you can hit that thumbs up, that would be great. And uh, shout out to all you guys in the live chat. It was very entertaining. You guys were, were saying a lot and I appreciated it. And uh, I'll see you guys all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Bye for now.